Hello and welcome to the Exponential Potential podcast, helping you thrive in times of change with your hosts, Claire Oatway and Jennifer Evans, aka Zengen, along with expert guests sharing with you uplifting, inspiring and insightful stories, groundbreaking, rule-shaking ideas, fresh, new, exciting perspective, and truly transformational tools and top tips, as well as generous gifts for you, our listeners, on an array of topics, all designed to help you thrive in all areas of life. So sit back, and enjoy the show. Hey lovely listeners, uh, my name is Claire Oakway and I am half of the Exponential Potential Hostess gang, as it were. Now, today's episode is so ridiculously juicy, there's so much content in it, um, that Jen and I made the decision to split it over two instalments. There's a lot of content, um, there's a lot of richness in the discussion, and we really didn't want to break through your attention span. And so, tune in to this episode, um, and then immediately after, we're publishing the second half of the episode, so you can dive straight in, probably after you've had a pee break, <laughs> which if you're anything like me, you probably need to have. Um, so sit tight and enjoy, because this is one hell of a show. Okay, thanks. Hello, and welcome to the Exponential Potential podcast. And today we are going to be diving deep and it's going to be profound. We are talking about the multidimensional DNA of human superpowers. Um, yay! With, yay! <laughs> with my fabulous, amazing guest, uh, Jennifer Huff. Thank you for being here today and welcome. I um, am so happy to be here, Jenny. You're one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Thank you very much. <laughs> right back to you. Um, I've known Jennifer, or we've known each other for over 15 years. We were just talking about it before the recording, and it's like time has flown. And uh, Jennifer has been key, instrumental, in fact, as uh, one of my guides and teachers and really been key to helping me thrive Um and it's yeah, it's been a pleasure knowing you. So I'll just tell you a little bit about Jennifer. There is so much about Jennifer, but I'll I'll keep it short and sweet. So Jennifer is the number one international best-selling author of Unstuck, and it's a fabulous book. And I highly recommend you get that. All Jennifer's links will be in the below um, attached to this podcast. So I highly recommend you go and have a look at the of Unstuck and uh, see what you think. She is, um, so Unstuck is all about the physics of getting out of your own way. She's the CEO of The Wide Awakening, an expert in bridging the gap between science and spirituality that helps visionary leaders find meaning and fulfillment in life. Her gift of holographic visions, and yes, you heard that right, holographic visions, allows her to see what's in your way so you can fully love your life. Her experiential programs, advanced guidance, and global community, Agents of Awakening, are designed to fast track your dreams and help you embody the thriving operating system so you can live in flow. 
She's spoken on stages, radio and television worldwide. So I invite you to sit back and tune in because this is something you're not going to be you're not going to want to miss. Um, so Jennifer, I am deeply honoured that you're here, and thank you so much for taking time in your schedule to join us today. I'm excited to be here, and honestly, um, any chance to connect Jenny is a good one with you and with other people, so we can all you know, thrive through these crazy times of great change, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and together absolutely. instead of by ourselves. Yes. And I, I think that's a key element, isn't it? We're so used to doing things by ourselves, but to be able to connect with each other, um, it just makes life so much easier and, and so much more fun mm -hmm. as well. Exactly. I mean, what's the point, right? What's the point of being yeah. here otherwise? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So you'd... I mean, this is could be quite a scientific, mind-blowing, well, it is a mind-blowing subject, um, physics and superpowers and multidimensional DNA, you know, multidimensional DNA. What the heck is that? I, I broke out the flip chart just in case, Jenny. I was like, I might have to do some drawing here. <laughs> <laughs> some Jennisms. Yeah, some Jenniferisms, exactly. Jennifer, yeah, perfect, <laughs> perfect. So... What first got you started on into this world of physics? What what was your, you know, the first area that you became interested? Well, highly unlikely story, but I'll keep it short. I, I mean, I grew up incredibly shy. Um, and in high school, also incredibly shy. And one of the realms, I just ended up with a friend by some divine kismet. Uh, a friend, well, some divine kismet is really not so <laughs> kismity anymore because you can literally explain it with physics. But back then it seemed pretty synchronous. Um, a friend who had, was a Jehovah's Witness. So her parents were talking to her about, about spirituality at the time, uh, all the time. And um, our homeroom teacher was the same guy. His name was Dr. Koja. He's a physics professor from Nigeria who happened to teach at my high school because his doctorate didn't apply to Canada, let's say. And so lucky us, we got a, a big, big round guy from Nigeria and he was awesome. So we would debate spirituality, this friend, her name is Nora. Uh, and I would debate spirituality in the hallways because my parent, my parents grew up very, uh, Anglican or United or whatever Protestant religions there were. And we, we just would have these deep conversations about, well, God and Jesus, and what does it mean? And what's heaven and all that kind of stuff. And I remember even being confirmed and having an argument with the minister, because what he was telling us was didn't make sense. And I was 12, Jenny, I was 12. Okay. Yeah. So then I needed, to, I needed to find someone. I'm sure you have a similar story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was brought up a Catholic. Say no yeah. more. <laughs> Say no more, any, right. Not that there's anything wrong if you're Catholic. But... No, no, no. It's great. It's fantastic. I just needed to make sense of it for myself, right? Mm -hmm. So then I'm like, this physics teacher, I started talking to him about what I would chat with Nora about in the hall in the in the hallways. Um, because I wouldn't go to the lunchroom because I was so shy. I didn't even want to be around people. So Dr. Koja and I would have deep conversations about physics um, and the physics of the way the universe works. Kind of like having your own um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
It's like having your own private Neil deGrasse Tyson. And we're having, except that he's really an astrophysicist, not really a physicist physicist. Anyways, the meaning of the universe, where it all comes from, what is heaven, what is hell, all this kind of stuff. And he gave me what he, and I thought, oh my God, that makes it all make sense. Yes, I love it, right? <laughs> and so I got into all of this, I would say first and foremost because of that. And then I forgot about it. I got an mm -hmm. economics degree, went and worked for a big multinational and I got sick. And the only way, and as a result, I left the big multinational. I ended up with a holistic nutrition practice, which is when we met. And mm -hmm. I developed the largest holistic nutrition clinic in Canada. I had just tons of people coming to me, but it wasn't because of nutrition. It was because I had to heal myself of migraines and I had to go back to those laws of physics that I learned. And uh, not only did the migraines get go away, but I started getting on television. I started, like I people started to come to me and wanted to know what I knew. And I thought, what is happening here? <laughs> and, um, and it, you know, that wasn't my life. Remember, I'm shy, right? I'm totally mm -hmm. shy. I, I would say that I still am shy to a degree. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and anyways, I got into it because I needed to transcend the migraines, depression, welts that were on my skin, stuff coming up my skin. It was really, really bad. And, uh, nutrition got me about two thirds of the way there. <laughs> and I knew for some bizarre reason, probably because of Dr. Koja, that it was possible to heal almost anything unless it was hardwired into the the three-dimensional DNA, which is only about 5% of cases. You can heal just about your body is so miraculous. So, and then that led me to studying biophysics and that led me to entirely transcending having migraines, transcending having the welts on my skin, transcending the depression um, even in, I'm present to in this conversation, Jenny, actually how, how incredibly far that journey has come because almost nothing can take me out at this point. It doesn't mean the stuff doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. It just means it doesn't take me out. So there's a degree to which we can embody the principles of I'm not going to say physics because it overwhelms people. Let's yes. say embody the, the codes. We can get codified. You know, we can get, we can so deeply be integrated with ways of being that cause us to thrive that it almost seems silly to do anything else. And even when stuff goes on around us that takes us out, you know, the last two and a half, three years, you know, yes. uh, yeah. like, you know, so much stuff politically. I mean, you're in Italy, so mm -hmm. politically, like, I know what's going on there. And then we've got, you know, never mind health wise globally mm -hmm. and then financially globally. And there's so much we could talk about that could easily take us out. Mm -hmm. but we truly have the capacity to be a one person 
activator of what's possible by embodying a way of being that transcends needing to be a victim of any of it. And not only not being a victim of any of it, if you just did that, you would just be surviving. But I mm-hmm. am talking about thriving, thriving. through, mm-hmm. right? Like actually living in an overflow. Right? And the, I mean, yes. Yeah. And I, there are I skills just, associated with that, right? Absolutely. So, um, and we'll get on to that. Um, so just when you talk about physics um, or you're talking about codes, DNA codes, would you, um, would you sort of, is physics a a way of energy? Would you say physics and energy are intertwined or they're the same thing? Or what would you, what's the difference between the two? So that our listeners can understand. You know, it's really interesting that you would ask that because just three days ago, I was working with someone who like you had moved through flight school it was her second last appointment and she asked me well in that program anyways Mm -hmm. and she asked me a really interesting question she said I want to understand Jennifer what is multi-dimensional DNA and all of these superpowers so that I can, like, what are they? How does it work? Mm-hmm. And I want to know what they are. Do you? Okay. Oh, well, I, right. well I, I, want the, I want the listeners to know what they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, so, kind of, I kind of know, but I want the listeners to know. Well, this is deeper than any conversation you and I have had about that. Okay. Because she awesome. was like, she, I, think her, I think her dad maybe is a biologist. So she has a little mm-hmm. bit of scientific background. So right. I knew I'd need this thing. So, okay. Um, <laughs> so, so for listeners that are listening on audio. Um, yes, we I'm going to just, uh, yeah, yeah, we can take well. a picture of what I'm drawing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you can post it. Jenny, if you want you can post the picture of what we're talking about Mm -hmm. so um so but in talking about it here's so we can talk about energy but I mean there's like music has energy you know everything but then sound is energy and then photons from the sun are energy and then this you know like everything is energy nothing's not energy so it's kind of like this nebulous general term that we use in spirituality and Mm -hmm. I I would love to talk today about (laughs) sciential because when you can actually see the science of what we're talking about Uh and hear it and feel it with yourselves all of a sudden something shifts like oh my god we can actually move mountains. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what scientists call dark matter. Okay. okay. Oh, what's yeah. really interesting about yeah. dark matter. What? In, Ita- in, in Italy, I didn't know this, in Italy, because the, the, there's a mount in Abruzzo, not just in Italy, but in Abruzzo, below Gran Sasso, which is one of the biggest mountains in this area, they have a... There's a lab, a massive lab down there where they're doing scientific studies and they have to go so deep around dark matter. Oh, yeah, I've heard about this. So deep into the earth. Because they want to create a, a, um, what do they call it? And like something with no magnetics or something with no 
like not a vacuum. There's another word for it, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that they have to be that deep so that yeah. there's no interference. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're studying dark matter, which was, oh my God. It was it's a place of neutrality and you lived right yeah. near it. How yes. cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, dude. So, so even more, how cool is it that we get mm-hmm. to talk about this? So mm-hmm. dark matter for physicists is basically we don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. They have some hypotheses, but they don't know what it is. Now it might be something about what a lot of spiritual people call energy, mm-hmm. but my mind is extremely inquisitive. I can't just on blind you know, someone else saying, I don't even want to say faith on just blind someone else telling me something. It's like, I want to know the science of how this works. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that it's going to counteract our idea of mother, father, God, or, you know, goddess or, or creation, or it actually makes it even more magical, honestly. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here's what we know about what's out there. Okay. There are wormholes. Okay. Mm -hmm. There are, there are, uh, let's say tones. So there's tones. Okay. So there are tones or sound. Sound. The second thing is there is, so these are all things that you can't see. Well, we can, Mm -hmm. but they're kind of, you know, a a black hole is really a void. So, Mm -hmm. but you can see it with certain telescopes and all that kind of stuff. At the center of every one of our protons is a black hole that actually is an access point to universal consciousness. So literally we're wired with a black hole with a vacuum in our protons that accesses the rest of consciousness. Just imagine that. So 75 trillion cells Yeah. In our bodies. The cells are made of atoms. The atoms are made of protons, neutrons, and electrons. Mm -hmm. And in order, this is about as complicated as I'm going to get in this talk, okay? (laughs) In order for Nassim Harriman, an amazing physicist, to do an equation that, that actually Einstein worked on, but Nassim is completing, Mm-hmm. what the equation is about how we explain the universe in energy terms okay right in in the terms that i am speaking of right now how do we describe how the entire universe works in an equation and in order for the equation to work there needed to be a wormhole at the basis of every atom that connects us, completes the loop and connects us back to universal consciousness. So that was the missing, I know it's deep, right? Yeah. I said we were going to go deep and profound. (laughs) So Matt, well, I mean, doesn't, isn't that the most important equation that ever was? Like people debate all this stuff, Jenny, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but literally 
there are physicists now working on the equation that proves that at the basis of every single atom is a, is a black hole, a vacuum that allows universal consciousness through and all of you out. So, so you go out like a, and it a comes portal. in. A portal. It's, it's a portal through which the universe can come into every one of your atoms and you actually get communicated out. Into so, what the does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Mic drop. Okay, I could go now. Bye. <laughs> no, no. no, no, no. No, I just, got some questions. You on that one for a while, right? Yeah, so I got a couple of questions imagine. around but that. Jenny, it's not anything new. It's the scientific mm. explanation for when people say, Yeah, but you are a creator in human form. Well, yeah, mm -hmm. we've all said that. We've all heard it. We've all heard we it. We haven't You're really creator. understood. We haven't really understood what it meant. You are I needed to understand it because I'm like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> Like, mm. I don't know what that means. I'm creator in human form. It's literal. You have access to the creative force that me makes worlds in every second of every day. That's why you have 75 trillion cells and only two ears. You know, you have two ears to hear what's happening in 3D, two eyes, a mouth to speak. But you have 75. Think of how important the universe knows that your connection to all that is is and you know how you hear lots of people lots of people out there their books written and they all say oh but everything is possible you could create anything you know you you are a portal through which you're a possibility creation machine and i'm like what does that even like mean. i it drives me nuts when people say that it's like how can you back that up? Like, yeah. how, how can you even back? That's nice. That I love that you believe it, but even they don't have the scientific explanation for how come that is so. And why it's so is because at the basis of every one of our cells is now, listen, Jenny, you know, and I know, you know, you and I working together and you've known lots of our friend, co-friends and colleagues mm -hmm. that have done our work. You don't have to be a scientist to do this work, right? Yeah, I'm certainly definitely not right? anywhere near being a scientist. Right, right. So, so yeah. I don't want, I don't want people to hear this like, oh my God, I could, you know, mm. But it's important to start a conversation about what's possible for us. And then mm -hmm. the level of this knowing in myself, it's not a, it's not a debate for me. It's like, oh, now there's a level of embodiment that I can have of when, when I show people what's possible, it's like not at an intellectual level or even at an emotional level. It's just at an is level. It's like, no, yeah. and I'm going to show you how to use your ability to connect, to be in the presence of all of that, to be able to create going forward. So the reason we got into this conversation in the first place is because we were explaining superpowers. So, yes. so people so say, so, so let's go to an... That's yeah. where our connection or that's where we can tap in to our superpowers through that. You got it. 
through that portal of being connected, all to, we're never not connected. It's you always can, there. You can be present to it or not. You could not feel it. Yeah, you could not feel that connection. Because you could be very um, worried about all the awful things in 3D. <laughs> you could be doing that with yourself. You could be just... Yeah. I've been a little bit guilty of that the last couple of weeks. And, it and is, that's okay. I've been, I have been taken out and it's, I haven't been taken out like this in eons. And it's isn't thrown it me am- through a loop. But it's it amazing, amazing to re-remember, to remember mm. this and get myself out of that 3D and back into myself. You are connected to all that is. Last week, for instance, this will be um, pertinent to everybody. We're in a time of year in this interview, right? Um, We're in a time of year that causes a lot of perturbation, which is basically we're at a time where there's, um, and no matter when you're listening to this call, it really doesn't matter when you're listening to this. This applies Mm -hmm. every end of a year. Okay, or beginning of a new one. Beginning of a year, yeah. Yeah, doesn't matter. End of a year, beginning of a year. We've just gone through at this point a significant spiritual figure's birthday that was all about compassion. So if you're not Mm -hmm. having compassion for yourself, all the ways you're not having compassion are going to come up. We've been through a solstice. Yeah. And the solstice is all about renewal. It's all about a shift of of the way you, a shift into a new way of being, whatever season change it meant for you, no matter where you are in the world. Yeah. Right? That, so that brings up everything that's about you being stubborn about changing. <laughs> the third yeah. thing. Uh-huh. Not stubborn. <laughs> the third thing. No, me neither. And my husband either. <laughs> um, so um, <laughs> glad you guys didn't see that. Um, so the third thing is about, the third thing is about there just happened to have been huge solar flares. Now, solar flares are magnetic storms and we're magnetic beings, scientifically speaking, not spiritually speaking. And mm-hmm. so what it does is it causes an overload in the body that all the things that you aren't up to, it causes enough physical aggravation in your body that mm-hmm. you actually the stuff that you've been avoiding looking at has to come up because yes. it's like your, it's like your pot is full of mud and you just filled it too full. So now the, the mud's going to come rise to the top because mm-hmm, you're filling mm-hmm. it up too much. And so that's what it gives your body a little bit of overwhelm. So you have to deal and you have yes. to come to peace, right? You have to come to peace. You have to look at the patterns. You have to. And there are other things. There's like Diwali, there's high holidays with, you know, there's Hanukkah, there's like basically we've covered most of the world, never mind, you know, a, a shift into a new year, right? Yes. So yeah. imagine that this is the perfect time of year and never mind family stuff because of the time of year it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we have to look at this stuff, Jenny. Every year, it's the greatest. Just say thank you. Thank you, consciousness, that the earth is designed this way such that I can go through phases of completing the past and moving into what is calling me and and who's calling me because there are people calling you forward. And those that are waiting for the brilliance that I am or the brilliance that you are or the brilliance that the listeners are, part of the feeling of um, dissonance 
okay, is that, um, and this is what I've seen over and over again as a holographic seer, what I'm looking for in someone is the dissonance in decisions that they've made in this lifetime, mostly sometimes past lifetimes, mm-hmm. that are inconsistent with the path forward that consciousness and the people that want to play with you are asking you towards. The funny thing is you're the one that launched that possibility and you're the one that's kicking and screaming. (laughs) Yes. So the kicking and screaming is fine because it shows you that you're out of alignment. And the response to that, Jenny, is thank you. Mm -hmm. If we can get to a default where our response to contrast is just thank you and show me. Just four words. Thank you. Show me. That's it. Yeah. I've been using show me a lot over the last, over the last few weeks. But then you got to get to the place where you're at the frequency where the stuff you need to be shown is obvious. It's like a radio station, right? So, yeah. So, so tuning in. Yeah. Radio station. We were talking about energy and we were breaking it down. Yeah. So wormholes are yes. out there in the in the non 3D um frequency like tones like mm-hmm. tones that our ears can't hear mm-hmm. waveform waveforms mm-hmm. um there are um there are also oh there are ge- geometric geometries that we can there are colors that our eyes can't perceive there mm-hmm. are so many different aspects of consciousness that are out there and all of them combined together they don't exist on their own there's gravity right there's yeah. gravity there's love all of all of those are forces in the universe gravity <clears throat> shapes all of these things in fact there's even photons So photon packages, when people see orbs, they're little, they're like Mm. photons, they're photons of light that contains tones and waveforms and, um, and they also contain geometries. They contain all of these things. So what, why? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Why and and what? What do they do? So let's make this very short and sweet. Imagine that a watch, imagine a watch. Mm-hmm. So saying that each one of these is cool on its own and it doesn't do anything, like just, just gravity itself, meh, you know, like gravity, cool. But when we don't realize, in 3D, we feel gravity, we don't see it. But we don't understand what gravity does in general and how it interplays with the rest of the universe. We think of all these things as solo things. Then they're not. It's like saying, I have the big hand of a watch. Therefore, I have a watch. I can tell time. I have a big hand. Mm -hmm. No, you need a small hand. You need widgets. You need cogs. You need all with springs. You need a winder. You need mm-hmm. all of that stuff for the, so imagine that these are all the cogs and widgets and whatever in, in the universe. And imagine that in order to create a human being in 3D, so in other words, we're the face of the clock. Yeah. Okay. 
Imagine yeah. that all these widgets are o- operating in the background. Because haven't mm-hmm. you ever wondered? I remember being seven years old and I know I was weird, but I wonder to too. myself, like, <laughs> do you ever th- think that? Like, what exactly is life? Like, I have a body, mm-hmm. but how, how do you touch what makes me alive? Mm. Like, what is alive? What does that even mean? Yeah. Right? And what is a spirit? And, and why am I? And also, I remember, why, why are we here? What are we doing here? Like, what's the point? How, how did we get here? So imagine that the entire universe is made of all of this. I could tell you that it's made of gravity because, mm-hmm. because the entire universe is spinning. If you have ever been in a tilt-a-whirl at a fair, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You can feel gravity. Right. Well, the entire Waltz, universe uh, yeah, is, right, it's spinning at millions, hundreds of millions of miles an hour. We're, mm-hmm. we're on a little speck in the middle of the universe spinning at hundreds of millions of miles an hour. And that's mm-hmm. just gravity. And gravity contains the photons. It contains the love. It contains the geometry. It contains the wormholes. Wormholes wouldn't exist without gravity. All mm-hmm. of these things are interplaying. And if you ask me how it is that some people have intuition, <laughs> I can tell you that it has to do with photons because photons are expressed from human beings and contain geometries and tones and all sorts of stuff. And they communicate who we are and what we're up to on specific subjects when we're addressing those subjects. And the other person has receptor sites from photons. How we know that is because we receive photon packages from the sun. So intuition can be entirely explained scientifically. And that Mm -hmm. is just one of our superpowers. Everyone receives photons. Mm-hmm. And everyone emanates photons. It's and fo- photons travel around the world seven times in a second. So you can have an intuition about someone that is very, very far away. It, it's like the somebody's thinking of you, or you're thinking of somebody, and they phone yes. you. Yeah, yes. I get all the time. Me too. It, Isn't it yeah. weird? It's so yeah. cool. But once you understand these these laws of physics. It starts being exciting. It mm-hmm. starts being curious. It starts being like, I want to use these fun things. It starts being, I get how we can thrive now because we've been, we are made of all this multidimensional stuff. It, we have a wormhole at the base of we, we're photonic. We have wormholes. We emanate waveforms. We receive sound waves and sight waves, but there there are waves we're receiving that are way outside of what we can see and way outside of what we can hear. And what are those doing? And what those are doing is they're giving us information and we're also emanating information, Jenny. In my voice, mm-hmm. even there are co- there are when I say codes, I just mean some combination of all the things we just talked about. Right. You know, I don't know how else to explain it. I mean, I can't just say stuff, but you know, <laughs> you know, it's like my it's intention. Stuff. Now, some people say it's energy, but I'm like, that's it's more not good that. enough for me. Yeah, it's deeper, isn't it? I, it's, it? There's more to it. Oh my God, we're receiving scientifically. We like for me, it's so exciting, and it's so 
God, the things I can do with, you know, corporate visionaries when they understand this, the Mm -hmm. things I could do with moms of families when they understand this, you imagine working with your kids when you understand this and you don't have to understand the science is just the pragmatics of how it actually works. Instead of just calling it energy, we mm-hmm. can actually work with the laws of these things. And you can like literally you receive exponentially, you know, you yeah. are creation. So that that's what we mean by when I say the codes that give us the the dna for superpowers there's so we there is nothing we can't do truly there is nothing we can change the energy of a room using this yes. knowing right yeah you've seen it happen yeah can, I, right yeah yeah, yeah can, i do it yeah of course yeah. you do me too like people yeah, have actually used me to come into rooms and shift the energy people have used me to come into their homes and um completely transmute the old that was in there Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. have used but but then i'm teaching them right i don't want them to have to use me i'd rather yeah sure use me as an excuse to have the conversation about how you actually do it yourself it's not that hard it's super easy it really is super easy it's our natural state jenny we we can commune with trees not like oh cool look at me i guess i have a magical superpower no it's not magical it's literally you picking up on tones and gravity and photons and all of those things actually exist and they are communicating and your 75 trillion cells have receptor sites to receive it it's not that deep it's really not that deep and and that from a let's go from a spiritual point of view if someone's a medium like a yes. clairsentient or clairvoyant or yes. where they see things or they feel things yes this is explained through science and what you've just explained with the codes and the the sound waves and the the wormholes and the, the fact that our cells have this black matter or portal that can translate what yeah. they what the body is feeling and everybody can do that except some people come into this life having practiced it for eons or having Mm -hmm. some teacher that helped them do it in another lifetime. And they just walk in being able to do that. I was just helping a dear friend the other day who is, I think she's pretty famous in her own right and Mm -hmm. pretty really well known in the mediumship world. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I led a group of um, two of my extremely aware kind of knowing how to use this energy friends. Um, one of them, you know, already and, uh, Winnie and, Uh um, I brought us together and we actually used our superpowers to move this woman's life energy, um, assist her, build bridges, because she is truly not well, but she is the foremother of being able to use some of those abilities. And she mm-hmm. came in like that. She came in like that. And so does that mean that she's gifted? No, she's well-practiced. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that again. She is not gifted. She's well-practiced. It actually dilutes the power and the what went into being that way in many lifetimes before 
And we are all a gift. We are. Um, we're all a gift to humanity because we have these certain superpowers. And uh, some people have, do some people have more, you know, they have superpower. We all have different superpowers. We all have the same or some are better than others. I was just thinking of Beethoven. So, you know, was it seven years old? Well, he, he that was his he superpower. So, so his superpower is he connected. I have a friend that did this with languages. Crazy, cool guy. Lives in Arizona. He's a jeweler. And he just, he just friggin' plays the guitar like Santana. Hmm. And I'm like, what is that? And he just, so here's what that is. That's the superpower to be able to um, bring through. It's just like being intuitive, actually. Mm -hmm. um, people call that being a savant because playing a piano like that is highly unusual and it doesn't make sense at seven years old, but it does make sense when you understand that your spirit and your soul is just some combination of the wormhole photonic, you know, waveform, mm -hmm. all the stuff I just talked about. That's yeah. what your soul, your spirit is. It's a, it's a collection of intents and it's, and it's the memory of everything that you've ever lived. And if this person in a very recent lifetime had lived being a concert pianist and just happens to have their portal wide open and parents that don't shut it down, they mm -hmm. can just pick up where they left off. And also if we, we talk about physics, if somebody has already created something, then the codes and the, the wormholes and everything that exists in the universe, which means that if we are open to it, we can then download, if you will, that information well, because it's if, already there. Absolutely. So what's a, what's a superpower you have, Jenny? One that, well, I'm an intuitive. Yeah, you uh, are. Cla Clairsentient. I actually pick up a lot on people's feelings and pain in their bodies. Yeah. yeah. Great. And then you also have this superpower to be able to emanate um, codes that assist people to heal. Mm. Now, in working with people like you, I start to embody all of these superpowers, right? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? What it means is every single, so, but what I came in with, what I came in with was the ability to holographically see a human being and know exactly what's going on with them and then extrapolate what the decisions they made were that actually got them to the place where they are and not to be able to tell them the answer, but ask them enough questions that they can get them the answer themselves. Otherwise I become the guru, right? Yes. So it's way more important to, um, it's so funny. I think at first I became really good at asking questions and not seeing their answers for them because I think my ego would have wanted to be the guru and feel better mm -hmm. about myself by giving people answers. So now some, most of the time I see the answers, but I know that the magic is not in giving them the answers. Who cares? Then I would just be some TV psychic, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's really around asking questions that build bridges 
And so that was the ability that I came in with. Have I embodied other ones since then? Well, yeah, that's how I know there's multidimensional DNA. In other words, codified information that we can all receive, as you were asking the question, that we can all receive, that actually allows us, it, it basically, these photons come into our body with the receptor sites for photons, biophysically speaking, uh-huh. and then... Um, and then they instruct the, let's say the multidimensional aspects of you to be active. So what happens, Jenny, is that if you don't use your superpowers, Uh it kind of atrophy, like if you didn't use a muscle, you would get really weak, right? Yes. If anyone has ever been in a hospital for a long time, like I was, I had meningitis. Um, And then I tried to get up and walk. It was hilarious. (laughs) What the hell happened to my legs, right? Was it a good impression of Bambi? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I'm like, whoa. I saw a little cow being birthed down the road from me. And I'm like, oh, I look just like that little calf. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just like Bambi. So, so those, those codes are available to all of us. It's not for special people. Mm -hmm. It's just an is. And you see, listen, there are all sorts of people in the spiritual woo world Mm -hmm. that are extremely intuitive, psychic, clairsentient, clairaudient, can shift the energy of a room, can work on planetary peace, can, you know, these are all super, commune with trees as though they were a druid, you know, imagine the power we have when we start to embody these and what we need, how we feel about this world that seems to be a little off kilter with lots of polarity. Imagine how we feel as we start to, we become almost like a superhero. That's why so many of us love the, you know, the comic movies. Like I mm-hmm. love, I watched Wonder Woman and I almost cried. <laughs> yeah, you know? And the then I watched Avatar. Movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I watched Avatar yeah. and I'm like, and then another movie Limitless. And I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. we have all this. You know, the movie Lucy is all about it. Yeah. I see all these things that these people are doing. I see them as natural human states. And so the codes are available to everyone. Wow. Okay, take a breath. Um, We are going to be right back with the second part of this episode. We've split it into two um, because we really want you to get as much as you can from it. So uh, take a break, grab a cup of tea, whatever you need to do, and line up the next episode. You're going to want to listen in even more. Thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your comments and feedback. And if you've enjoyed it, please click on that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up and feel free to share. Join us for our next episode of the Exponential Potential podcast. Ignite your potential and thrive in times of great change.